Hello and welcome to Gardener's Podcast, part of Garden Church in Southern California. Today, we're talking about the sermon from this last Sunday, October 22nd, from Pastor Darren, titled, Read Scripture Like Jesus. If you haven't listened to the sermon yet, I highly encourage you to pop over to the Garden Church Podcast and check it out. For today's conversation, I'm joined by Pastor Michael and Pastor Faith. So let's get into the conversation. Well, welcome, Michael. Welcome, Faith. It's so good to have you guys here. Thank you. So happy to be here. You are so happy to be here. We were just joking a minute ago about the clapping thing that you have to do to sync audio to the video. It just makes me so happy. I mean, it brought back COVID vibes, obviously. Are not great vibes, but we had a good time in the time we could. (laughs) Yes. Make make the most of what it is. Yeah, yeah. Obviously... sensitive around the concept of, of COVID, but we were just really talking about how we had to film everything back in the day. Yeah, yeah that's and when we met you. It's a, yeah, yeah, that's when we met. Come on. That's when um, this kind of environment, like a, a few cameras in a room pointing at us, like that's what we were doing back then. No yeah. With no audience, no live yeah. studio yeah. audience. Yeah, we're not used to it. Because <laughs> Sunday mornings are a live it. studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> in our live studio audience. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh! <laughs> they have like a green sign that says "clap." Yeah, yeah. that's that's exactly where I mean, my that's head what went. you do on Sundays, right, Michael? Yeah, that's that my you hold up the sign. Yeah, it says, hey, <laughs> laugh, applause. <laughs> Darren needs this laugh. I was kidding. No. <laughs> I was kidding. You didn't get that. <laughs> uh, no, we will keep everything in because yeah. this yeah. is fun. <laughs> we get to have conversations about what we do here at Garden Church. And I feel like this last Sunday was very special. I Maybe I say that about every Sunday, but there is something special that happens every single week. And we're so excited to gather. Uh, and in contrast from what we were just talking about, we weren't able to gather for a season and we get to do that now. And we don't just gather once or twice. We gather three times Come on what? Sundays three, three, and three. it's just the best. Sunday, Sunday, um, Sunday. <laughs> sorry. That's, that's it right there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Michael, Sunday, what was your, what was your biggest takeaway from the sermon? This was, uh, Pastor Darren teaching and the title of it was read scripture like Jesus. Michael, what was your biggest takeaway from the talk on Sunday? Yeah, I really love Darren's passion for the scriptures. I think that um, he made a compelling case of like why we need to be not just like reading the Bible, but like approaching the Bible with reverence and intentionality. And if we're going to be people like Jesus, if we're going to be Jesus people, scriptures are a big part of that. And sitting down, reading the scriptures in small chunks, in big chunks, knowing mm. context, knowing what it is. I think that uh, that is all so important because um, I, I I just have heard this a few from a few different people who've just said like, you know, we're biblically illiterate mm. um, on a mass scale. Mm-hmm. Um, we depend on other people telling us what the Bible says rather than going to the Bible. We like listening to professional pastors or professional Bible scholars, which is great, but like we don't actually spend time with Jesus through the scriptures. And um, so I feel like that's really important. And for the biggest takeaway for me is just a fresh reminder that in order to be a faithful follower of Jesus, living in partnership with the spirit, you need to like read the scriptures. You need to know the scriptures because the scripture, the, the, the spirit will never contradict the scriptures. And if you are living in the scriptures and you're allowing the scriptures to form you to be become more like Jesus, you will become someone who's more in step and more attuned to the spirit as well. And so, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's such a helpful message and a reminder for us. And I felt like there was a good response. People were so yeah. hungry for this. And so I, 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 love, I love Darren's message. I really appreciated him bringing us back to a basic, but something that we often take for granted. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Faith, d- do you read the Bible? I read the Bible. <laughs> Great. Sorry, we just had to get yeah. that on record. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But Faith, um, obviously, I mean, every one of us reads the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I think um, there is a lot, a lot to say about that, which we'll unpack. But for you, um, what was something that resonated deep within you that maybe you either hadn't 
thought of before, but it just really resonated you and maybe got you excited about something that you kind of already do. Um, cause I, I know I left on Sunday thinking like, I I'm excited to like yeah. try to read the Bible more. Yeah. What, what was that like for you? Yeah. Gosh, there was so much. I feel like even just like on Michael's point, I think so much of that comes back to like the wisdom that we can develop really only through learning God's word. So that was like a fresh reminder for me. I'm a new parent and I'm like, never in my life have I been like, Lord, speak to me. And crushing it. Yeah, crushing Faith it. Faith is a wonderful mom over here. Oh, thanks. You are an amazing dad. Uh, it sounded like we have, we share children. We don't. I'm sorry, that was weird. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I'm just in a unique season of life where I feel like there's so much wisdom that I desire from the Lord. Um, and sometimes it's moment by moment, hour by hour. And the scriptures can reveal so much of the heart of God. I mean, it is, that is the purpose. Um, so that was a good reminder for me. I think something I felt happen in the room, um, was just this empowerment. I think we can really, or I just know a lot of people that discount their own ability to search the word, become a student of the word and grow in wisdom and understanding. And so that to me was like such a win for Sunday was like, Hey, you, you didn't have to go to seminary to like love God and learn his word. And there's actually some really practical tools that anyone can take on. Mm -hmm. I think we just like can, as a culture, as a Christian culture, be like, that's for the pros. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's God's word for all of us. So I think it was just such a good reminder. And the picture is not, um, the Olympics right. where we send the best of the best to seminary <laughs> yeah. and then they come back with, you yeah. know, as sages to yeah. speak to us common folk. No, yeah. that's not the picture here. Yeah. The picture is everyone gets to play. Yeah. And uh, Michael, what are some practical things that have helped you uh, as you've wanted to develop a more robust relationship with the Bible and with Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit? Uh, what are some practical things that you would tell to someone that hasn't spent much time in the Bible or maybe has found it boring? Um, what would you say to them to kind of like, hey, what if, what if you tried this to help out a little bit? Yeah. Growing up in the church, I didn't really know how to approach reading the Bible. Um, I thought that, or the way I really approached it was find the sort, shortest piece of scripture, read a Psalm and then just like call it a day. And sometimes that's like, that's okay. That's all you can do. But if you haven't, if I'm talking to someone who hasn't read the scriptures and is not familiar with the story of the scriptures, I want to say that like, there are so many resources that I feel like you can utilize to approach the Bible in a fresh way. And I'll I'll give you some tools after I just share some practical experience like uh, that I've had. And so I, I I always kind of have like a plan, not like a, like a structured plan, like from like reading the whole Bible through the year, which you can do how some people need that to stick to a goal and to approach the Bible. Some people just like want to go it like just kind of free with no strings attached. If that is you, I would just say, start with the gospels. The whole narrative of the Bible is about Jesus and how he he fulfills the Old Testament and then Jesus shows up on the scene and then his disciples then go out and like live out Jesus's like great commission. And so everything is about Jesus. So if you just spend a year reading the gospels over and over and over, then the gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you read that over and over and over and saturate your mind with who Jesus is, then when you approach the Old Testament or the rest of the New Testament, I think you're going to have a, you're going to already start off on a better foot. And uh, another practice that I found very helpful is maybe just even sitting with one book of the Bible and just reading it over and over and over. When I first started following Jesus, I grew up in the church, but I didn't start following him until I was in high school. So my freshman year of college, I had a mentor sit down with me and he just said, um, pick a book of the Bible and read it every day, uh, a small book of the Bible, read it every day for a month. And so what I did was sit with James, the book of James, which takes about 20 minutes to read. 
and I read it every day um, for that month. Mm. And you just kind of, you're saturating your mind with one text. And then the, the more you read it, the more connections you're already seeing within the book itself. And so I would say either read the gospels, choose a smaller book and read it, meditate on it. Or if you have read the Bible and you're kind of more experienced, choose larger chunks of scripture read the Old Testament, read big parts of the Old Testament. These are just practicals. You can't really go wrong. I think where we can go wrong is if you just choose a verse. And and again, this is all like subjective. Like if, 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 if the Holy Spirit meets you and you're reading one verse, that's fine. But if you're just reading a verse just to check a box, like don't do that. And if you're reading large ch- chunks of scripture just to check the box, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Read to encounter Jesus. And so that's like kind of the big advice mm. and some tools that I'll just leave you with is praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. I think is like a really small book that it changed how I approach the scriptures, specifically the Psalms. It allowed like the Bible to be a framework of how I can turn my prayers to God. And so it's actually like a very like a, a new way of engaging the Bible like a dance. Like I'm not just reading for information, but I'm reading to then offer it to Jesus and it changed my quiet time with him. And then I also always recommend to people the Bible Project. Um, yeah. Tim Mackey is a beast and a Bible nerd and he has literally made the most complex things available for the everyday person. I re I watch their videos every time I engage a different book of the Bible. I'm in Jeremiah right now. So I watch the Jeremiah video and then I will go back to their resources on the themes. What are the themes in the Bible on books of the Bible, even just like um, concepts or their word studies. I think it just, if you're not engaging with the Bible project, like you, you, what are you, there's, so what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You're missing out. It's <laughs> Honestly, free it's seminary. I would just like, so yeah. highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a bigger question because it's like, you know, those are some practical things, but also some resources that I would just highly recommend checking yeah. out. And, and I, I love that. Those are all very tangible, mm-hmm. easy ways to engage with this. Yeah. I did want to mention oh. one little thing. You oh, I, I, I forgot a few more, like, cause, um, I, I, I don't, there's so much, but I think something that um, we've been told as staff to read, and I just like would be remiss not to mention it, is also like by How to Read the Bible Book by Book by Gordon Fee and How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth by the same, say. the same author. <laughs> yeah, I think like those things, like um, first saturate yourself in the scriptures and then all the other stuff, Bible Project, these books, allow them to be resources that you revisit afterwards. Like yeah. you should be spending time with the Bible first because it is God's word given to us and we want to spend time with Jesus first, but then use these resources to help like color the imagination and and give yourself a wider view of mm-hmm. like what's even possible. Mm-hmm. So I had to say that, but yeah. I didn't know if anyone else was going to yeah. say it. So yeah, I yeah. like had to jump on it. I wanted, could I just add one Yeah, thing? go ahead. Yeah, I would just say something that Darren touched on this past Sunday, um, or maybe the Sunday before, I think it was this week, um, as he's teaching through like the scriptures, is just this idea that the Bible can never mean what it never meant, mm-hmm. and that it was actually not first written to us in this room, but to the original audience, book by book. And so I think, I mean, when I learned that, much later in my walk with Jesus that like I've been walking with Jesus my whole life. It wasn't until I was probably in college that like that reality was brought to me. And so it does change the way that you read mm. the Bible, the way you interpret the Bible. Yeah. So something like the Bible project, those videos really give you a zoomed out view of the book and say, here are some themes to pay attention to. Here's like where this story links. This part of it is actually poetry. I mean, it just makes the Bible come alive in a new way. And just going back to that idea of empowering us as students, um, like how to read the Bible book by book. It's something I return to always when mm-hmm. I'm reading a book because it's like, oh yeah, who's the audience here? Mm-hmm. What's happening in history? What's the context? Just that switch alone will just do so much to bring life to 100%. the scriptures. So. Yeah. 
And as we're as we're talking about these, this is these are great ideas of how people can learn more of mm-hmm. what they can do, how they can better read, how they can better understand and grasp and apply. Um, one of the things that I was thinking of as uh, some of us in our uh, that are listening to this might be very, very fresh to mm-hmm. the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, you know, uh, if, if I wanted to be super, super muscular, um, it's funny, I have a seven-year-old son and like when you have a six-pack, he doesn't call it a six-pack, he calls them squares. <laughs> so he's like, oh, look, that Wait, guy has squares. I so, love that. Yeah. That guy's got squares. Yeah. Um, but like, you, you don't, I mean, Michael, you don't just go to the store and pick up a six pack and it's like, there it is. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. And I think for someone that is, is just starting out, um, it can be very, very intimidating. Yeah. Like you guys have already listed books that I haven't read before. Sure. You guys have yeah. listed practices that I've tried and I'm not very good at. Um, but I, uh, I want to mention one of the things that one of my friends, uh, did, and it was really, really helpful as we get started. And his thing was, um, if reading the Bible is meant to draw you closer to God, if you don't want to read, then don't read. But what he would do is literally just like sit with his Bible on his chest, like lay down and just be like, God, I don't want to read the Bible right now, but I'm just going to be with Mm. you with Mm. this Bible. And like it, he only did it a couple times. And I've, I've done that before when I'm just like, you know what? I, I got nothing. I don't want to read and I don't, and I don't, but it's, it's like get into the practice of getting closer with God. And if, if little extremely baby steps like that is what it takes, um, by this time next year, you know, we're going to be reading larger chunks of scripture. Mm -hmm. And like, the point is not to stay there. It's not your, you know, get out of jail free card, Right. but how can we, how can we, lean into this. And, and I found that to be a very helpful thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I didn't know you can just like not read. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought I had to read. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like you were saying, Michael, like I have to check my box, Yeah, but that's not the point. Mm-mm. Um, and something else, uh, I, in the midst of everything else that we've, uh, we've brought to the table already, there's different ways to inter- engage with the scriptures. Yeah. Um, I have taught drums for a number of years and there's oh, there's a difference between playing, listening, writing, reading, like yeah. any way that you can engage with something in a different medium, it enters your brain and, yeah. and it stays there and it becomes stickier. Yeah. Um, and so like if, if all you're doing is reading, mm-hmm. then maybe try listening. Yeah. 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 If, if so you're, if you're listening to it, um, you might pick out something that 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 you hadn't had before or hadn't yeah. noticed before. If you're if if that's not working, like try speaking it out loud as you're reading it. Like yeah, listening, getting getting your lips to form the words yeah. um, can also be another way um, to introduce new information in a different way into your brain. Um, and then also like writing things down, yeah. um, talking about something with someone else. Like these are these are very very um, practical easy ways to engage with just, mm-hmm. I read James, but what do I do now? Like yeah. talk yeah. with someone about it, like yeah. listen totally. to it, you know, Make like it, it doesn't have to be like this ritualistic thing that you do, you know, mundane. Mm-hmm. I, I don't read very often cause I feel like it's not something that really resonates with me, mm-hmm. but I, I have to work a little bit harder sure. at reading. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the practices that I started doing um, is on my uh, commute into work, which is maybe like 20 minutes, I'll listen to the Bible. Um, And I've just found like, I can get through several chapters and get a bigger picture. I think you were mentioning that, Michael, and I, I, Darren mentioned that on Sunday as well, is yeah, we can stop at a couple of verses and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, if we, if we, you know, get inspiration or we get connected, um, that's great. But, but there's something else about, spending a little bit more time and reading larger chunks. Um, in fact, Michael, what has been some things that you've noticed with reading larger chunks of scripture that just hits different than reading smaller chunks? Just hits different. <laughs> I think that reading in bigger chunks are is something that I actually have struggled with, which is like funny um, that you're asking me this. But I've really, I've challenged myself because... I see the value in it. And when I sit down and I read a big chunk of Genesis or I try to read through 
uh, the gospels or like one of the gospels in one sitting. James is maybe been like my tried and true, mm. like returning like verse or, or uh, book of the Bible. But you know, that takes 20 minutes and I do it once a year, but then it's now I'm, I'm coming to different books of the Bible. I'm like trying to read the prophets in one sitting, but it's sometimes so hard for me to do that. And it's been a challenge, but I think the reason I do it is because I get a bigger vision of like what's actually happening in like this narrative or this piece of scripture. And I get to get a wider view of like what God is painting. And I think when I, when you sit in, I think what Darren described it as on Sunday is like when you're sitting in the forest and you're just looking at a tree by tree by tree, you kind of lose sight of like what is actually happening. And so sometimes it's really easy to approach the gospels or a, a, a book of the Bible and read a chapter at a time. And again, that's, if that's all you can do, totally fine. But I think it's so helpful when you pull back and then you see this one chapter and where does it fall? What comes before it? What comes after it? And so you end up getting a bigger appreciation of not just like the book itself, but even what you just read, you would ha you'll, you'll have a different interaction with it if you're reading in big chunks. And that's mm -hmm. why I think like when you, when it comes to the Bible, come at it different ways. Um, I've heard it described this way, and I, I always come back to it, that the Bible is so simple that, you know, a child can approach it and start encountering Jesus. Mm -hmm. But it's so complex that you will spend a lifetime trying mm -hmm. to master it. And so don't just read it once and feel like, I've done it. I've, 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 I'm a good Christian now. I've leveled yeah. up, and I've yeah. leveled up past the Bible. You don't level up past the Bible. Mm but revisit it and approach it in these smaller chunks that are more meditative, that maybe uh, God wants to take you on more of a contemplative journey, mm -hmm. but also approach it with these big chunks when you do. And I think that is going to end up impacting the way you even see the world as well. When you're thinking of, I know that when I consume something, a lot of it, it ends up filling my imagination. And so... If I'm watching a lot of uh, certain shows, I know that I'll be thinking about those shows. Like if I'm in the middle of like a great like season on Netflix of like my favorite, you know, action show, I'll be thinking about it. I'll like as I go through my day and even like the way that I'm talking, I'll try to like incorporate it into what I'm mm -hmm. saying. But if I'm reading large chunks of scripture and I notice this in my life when I, when I am reading large chunks of scripture, I can't help but bring it into my everyday ordinary life. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say that try it if it's hard, you know, you know, and, and a big chunk is relative, right? Like if you're a child, like a steak is a lot, but if you're a grown adult, like a steak is like, this is perfect. the best meal it's ever. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> Medium rare. So yeah, exactly. And so I would say, what is a big chunk to you and approach the scriptures that way? Like, like don't feel like you have to read all of Genesis in one sitting. Don't feel like you have to read all of uh, like Deuteronomy or Lev Leviticus in one sitting. Like you will burn out and you'll be like, I'll never want to read this again. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you, if you start where you're at, start where your life stage is. And if your time allows, like read bigger chunks. And so if you, all you've been doing is one chapter, read three, four chapters. If you, all you're doing is reading a verse, read a chapter. And if you've been reading four or five chapters, try reading a whole book. And I think that you'll find that there is fresh experience. And I'm always trying to find that fresh interaction with the scriptures because I never want to take it for granted. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love what you're saying because we're not talking about learning and memorizing a formula and then mm -hmm. just do it yeah. forever. Yeah. We're talking about growth and yeah. life. It's good. And this, you know, in the same way that you wouldn't meet up with a friend every week and talk about the same things. Yeah. You're going to progress in your relationship. Yeah. You're going to become more intimate. You're going to become more familiar. Um, like, hey, I asked you about your job last week, but how's it going this week? Mm -hmm. What's new? Like, what what is happening? Um, 
And the same thing with, with engaging in scripture. It's like, if, if all you can do is a verse, then do the verse yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and and be excited about the verse, read it again and yeah. like meditate on it, try to memorize, like do whatever you can. Um, but what I'm hearing from you is just the encouragement to press in, to lean in and to to try to do more, to try to um, to let let it grow inside of you and and in some cases it is a challenge to read more or to do yeah, more or yeah. to spend more time. But, um, you know, my big encouragement as we're talking about all this is that there's gold in the field. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, it's mm-hmm. going to take some work to get there, but man, it mm-hmm. is life-giving. Mm-hmm. There is so much more that we get to appreciate about God and his relationship with us mm-hmm. and how we can respond to that. And I even love your analogy, um, of, you know, soaking in the scriptures, it, it can't help but also come out in what you talk and say. Yeah. Yeah. And who doesn't want to sprinkle a Bible verse or just some encouragement to someone yeah. like, and have that be on the forefront of your lips as opposed to, you know, another office quote. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, we, Not there's, there's enough of that going on and we love, yeah. to, we love to laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much more to bring value and eternity in every conversation that we have. Mm-hmm. Something that I would love to ask both of you, because as you're talking, something came to mind and I would just like ask this, this is going to sound like I'm veering off topic, but I, I'll, I'll bring it back mm. is that you guys have been both been married longer than I have. I've been married separately, six years. <laughs> separately <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could have phrased that a little bit different. Yeah. I am married so, to Josh Dunster. So, so, <laughs> and Darren, you guys are both married, have separate yeah. families, separate children, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but have been long, uh, been married longer than I have. Mm. I feel like what, you've probably experienced this where it's like there are seasons where you take for granted the person you're with and Mm. they're telling the same story and you're like, you kind of tune out. (laughs) And I know that when I approach the scriptures or even my spouse, I can do that. But then there's like something Mm. fresh that there, there are fresh intentionalities that we can take to re-engage those same stories and Mm -hmm. pick, learn something new from our spouse. Even if they're telling the same story, like, Oh, I, I'm learning a little bit, uh, another facet of you by listening to this again, or I'm now paying attention of how you're saying it or what mm-hmm. gets you excited. So, you know, you, you have that experience. Have you seen that with you, your engagement with the scriptures as well? Oh, yeah. I don't know if that made sense. Yeah, It totally makes yeah. sense. I'm just like trying to think of like a good example. I mean, if, if you need time to think, I do have. Yeah, you example. go first. I, yeah. Um, I, that's a very interesting parallel um, because again, it's going back to relationship growth, yeah. And intimacy, yeah, totally. And the those things could also not happen in a marriage relationship where yeah. it's just like, 100%. oh man, a month went by and we're kind of like mm-hmm. still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and the word that comes to mind is like delight, mm-hmm. and then another word that's would so be good. fun, yeah. Um, and, and maybe it's just for me, but I know like with my, with my wife, um, uh, and this is going to, this is going to be so dumb, but let's go there. Um, <laughs> it probably won't to, be. Well, it's okay. kind of dumb. Okay. Um, to this day, I could hide in the dumbest spot in my house to like scare my wife <laughs> and Never like, gets old. she'll, she'll find me and like roll her eyes. Cause like, it's a dumb spot. Yeah. I will break down laughing for five minutes straight uncontrollably <laughs> yeah. because it's the most you love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And like, um, there nothing, nothing like just brings life back into a relationship than just being silly. Doesn't yeah. just being fun totally. and taking delight in some Good. small things. And I, I feel that there's an invitation with, with reading scripture where if you're in, Leviticus and don't like reading the Bible currently. <laughs> like it's, it's not against the rules or I, I don't think it's against the rules. You're looking at me so like just, I have the rules. Faith right? has the rule book. You have Actually the, have the Bible <laughs> rule book. <laughs> no. yeah. It's not against the rules to kind of like <laughs> press pause and read something that you want to read. Totally. Yeah. And I think there is delight and fun and humor. You know, I, I uh, thinking about even um, the humor in the gospels when John is like, 
you know, who got to the tomb first? first. Me. Yeah. It was me. Yeah. And like, it's funny when you read it, you're, it's like these two brothers arguing, you know, like yeah. he's like, oh, and then Peter got there, but then I got in, I got there first. And then, you know, back in the, over here with the other disciple who got there first, yeah. like he shoves like it in there several times. how long it goes yeah. on is yeah, yeah, so yeah. funny and petty. Yeah. And, and like that happens in the Bible. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. And you see, like, you, you, you just see different things. And I think approaching it with a with a, a certain level of respect is healthy. Yeah. But then also a certain level of just, like, fun and silliness yeah. can help mm-hmm. to kind of, like, jumpstart something that can feel stagnant or that can mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. Um, like you've reached a dead end. Like, oh, man, I've reached everything that I can possibly do. I'm going to have to go to seminary now to, to like, get something <laughs> yeah. more out of the Bible. Yeah. Like, no. There's other ways that you can engage with this. Totally. And sometimes it can be something like fun. Totally. Mm. I just had deja vu. That freaked me out. <laughs> um, I was like, whoa. I mean, yeah, just to add a little bit to that, I feel like in the monotony of life sometimes, because we all find ourselves in those seasons, whether you're single or married, um, and then you have these moments of reconnection, whether it's hearing the same story for the 50th time I've had these moments with Josh, my husband, where it's like we are finally sitting down at dinner looking at each other and I'm just like, I just love him so much. And like today was so crazy and literally we haven't stopped moving and it's now 8.30 p.m. and we're just sitting down to eat. And I just remember I'm re-engaged in like my love. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a good way to approach the scriptures, understanding that, you know, if I live my whole marriage out of duty then I'm missing Mm. out on the connection. Um, But if I never do the service to Josh of asking about his life, his heart, then I'm also missing out on like the stories of his life that have brought him to where he is now as a 33 year old. In the same way, I think approaching the scriptures with a level of, I'm never going to have it all figured out, but I love you, God. And so I want to know your word. Um, I think it gets you through reading the tougher books because you're like, again, sometimes what's the analogy I want to use? Like there are books of the Bible that probably will be uniquely challenging for each person to kind of quote unquote get through. But I think understanding that it all fits into the larger narrative can then you'll find these moments where you're like, I've read that. I've never noticed that. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so cool. Or like, I would say one of my favorite books of the Bible, maybe roll your eyes, is like the Gospel of John. I just love it. Every time I return to it, whether I'm like, I'm going to sit in a chapter at a time or read the whole thing in one sitting, every time I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, I love you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love you. And I want to be able to have those moments and then also say, Lord, let my love for you lead me into these tougher books to get through. Because I'm trusting that you're going to bring revelation as I study your word as to why all of this was included. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so. If I can just like add on, I feel like if you are someone right now who is listening or watching and you, there are parts of the Bible that you just avoid. Mm. Um, And and I know my, my journey with the scriptures was as someone who grew up in the church, I knew that the only thing in the Old Testament that I would touch were the were Proverbs and Psalms. Cause I was like, <laughs> at least I can read it in small chunks and just like kind of understand it, yeah. it. kind of understand without, it yeah, a lot. and just kind yeah. of get a vibe with it. And then, <laughs> and in the new Testament, um, I would read the gospels. And when I started following Jesus, I still had that kind of relationship with the Bible. I grew up in a Christian home, so I was forced to read a Bible, read the Bible. But when I started approaching it, I didn't understand the old Testament so I didn't really approach it. I was like, I actually, this feels really hard. Yeah. And I just stuck with what I knew was what, which was the Old Testament. And so, I, or in, in, in the New Testament. So I would read the Gospels up until Revelation. I'd skip Revelation. I'd never touch it. And, you know, I feel like if I stayed in that place, I would be missing out on so yeah. much of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But I know that when that when I was at that point in my maturity and my, my relationship with Jesus, I needed that. I needed to just stay in the new Testament read uh, from the gospels up until right before revelation. But then thankfully, and and not everyone has this experience, but I went to Bible college and then I had professors reintroduce me kind of in, or actually introduce me to 
the Old Testament and I saw it with a new light. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, this is so beautiful. And the same thing with Revelation. I had a class all on Revelation and it just actually made me fall so much in love with that book. And mm -hmm. in fact, it's, I would argue it's one of my favorite books and mm -hmm. people think I'm crazy or, or a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but it's actually not that because Left if behind. you know, yeah. yeah, it's none of that. And so what I want to tell, what I, what I want to say and encourage people mm -hmm. is where are you at right now? Um, and, and don't ever get complacent with the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that is frightening you, talk to a pastor, reach, uh, Google the resources, look at the ones that we've talked about, mm -hmm. check out the Bible project, everything that there are so many resources that can help you approach this task. And it's not just a mountain to climb on again to say like, I did it, but it's like, you're missing so much of God's heart when you just stick with um, the gospels up until revelation. And again, you'll learn a lot about God and it's so amazing, mm -hmm. but there's so much more beauty to uncover when you start a relationship with the other books and learning how to mm -hmm. engage with them, understanding why it's written the way it's written, who is it written to. And I, and I would argue is like, you actually get a more, when, when you read, engage with the rest of the new testament after talking talking with the old testament with revelation you actually have a deeper sense and a deeper appreciation of everything that's written there you cannot um the bible is so hyperlinked with one another that you cannot just simply stay in one place and be yeah. content i would argue i think it's actually so beautiful when you actually start engaging with the full breadth of, scri of scripture. Mm. Yeah. I, it's so interesting um, hearing you resonate with Psalms and Proverbs and then most of the New Testament. Um, and, and I think it's helpful for people to know that, that there's different parts, there's different language that's used mm -hmm. um, in, in scripture. And so you have poetry for the artists, you have mm -hmm. um, history, you have stories, you have mm -hmm. letters. Um, and when... For, for me, I'm a storyteller and I, I always gravitate towards like Chronicles and Kings mm -hmm. and like Genesis where it's just like epic these stories. epic stories mm -hmm. that I just like, I keep yeah. on coming back to. Um, and, you know, honest to goodness, I could read, you know, Paul's letters and be like, it's just him telling him them a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And like some of it's good, some of it's, you know, kind of weird, but like, because it's not a story, yeah. it wasn't resonating as much. And yeah. I think, uh, that is, uh, there's, there's a level of health when, um, when you approach the scripture knowing like, you know what, you know, if I were to gauge the different type of language that's being used, mm -hmm. um, as I'm coming to this as an artist, I'm coming to this as a storyteller. So I'm naturally going to gravitate towards things like, yeah that's where you can have some fun mm -hmm. and yeah. like mm -hmm. really engage and take delight in the scripture. Yeah, but then there, like what you were just saying, there is a level of um, challenge when, when it's not something that you really resonate with, totally. but there's still yeah. value in going after those places yeah. because you definitely miss out on like the holistic nature of the Bible mm -hmm. and how I, I love the word that you use, like hyperlinked to each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus did that all the time too. Like he, yeah. he's quoting the Old Testament so many yeah. times, um, which is a phenomenal thing. And when you're able to pull out those different connections, it, it definitely brings a more yeah. like robust story. Like, oh, this, this only meant so much now, but after reading this other portion, it now means that much more yeah. um, to me. Yeah. Um, faith, what has, what has been the most, what's, what's your favorite book of the Bible? No, you already said your favorite book of the Bible, John. I like all I of do. them. I'm but kidding. I do love the Psalms. The Psalms. Oh, that's the question that I wanted to ask you. Okay. <laughs> um, I think Pastor Darren said worship pastor. it was, uh, you're an artist. I'm an artist. And we're, we're both, yeah. I think we're all yeah. artists in this room. Actually, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and I would say that every human being is creative because we're Once. made in father's image yeah. and he's say a creative. That. So let's go there. Yeah. Um, but you as an artist, yeah. what was it like for you to hear? And maybe you already knew this before, but what was it? 30% of oh, the yeah. Bible? A third a, of the Bible is a poetry. A third of the Bible is poetry. Like what does that do to your spirit? Knowing that like God and the Holy Spirit and, and yeah. their wisdom wrote to us in beautiful language. Oh, I mean, it makes me realize what a reflection um, 
like I am of God's heart. Mm-hmm. So I think it affirms that very large part of how he made me uniquely as a songwriter, as someone who like, like I nerd out over songs and lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like I would say my niche, if I had to name it, is like a lyricist. I love the way that words flow together. It's often how I think when I go to sit down to write a song, it comes first through like rhyme structure that like flows out of me. And it's so cool to be like, wow, the poetry that like I so connect with God. I feel his pleasure as I sing, as I write. Um, Like there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. This is a reflection of who God is. Mm -hmm. So I'm made in the image of God. I knew that, (laughs) but to be like, wow, like he thought poetry was so important that a third of the scriptures is poetry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. Does something to my heart. Yeah, so good. What about for you, uh, for you, Michael? Um, do you resonate with poetry um, in the Bible? As a creative person, it, I actually find poetry very difficult. It's very. I've read poetry. I think it's beautiful. Um, it's not something that actually. I find myself able to engage with really well. Mm. Um, I read it. I, I've, I've been, I try to read a Psalm a day now. That's like a new practice for me. And it's, it's helpful for me to engage mm-hmm. like a creative part of my brain. But for some reason, uh, poetry on its own, like modern poetry, biblical poetry, yeah. it just doesn't really, um, bring a lot of depth to mm. my soul, which mm. is very funny. And I love lyrics. Like when I yeah. listen to songs, I love li- listening to lyrics. Yeah. But for some reason, when I read poetry, mm. it doesn't really do something. I think if there was music to it, it would maybe engage a different part of my brain. But again, that doesn't mean I don't go to it because I know that there's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know how to read it, if that makes sense. Like I know mm. that I it's uh, a lot of imagery. So I'm not trying to like read this literally. But for some reason, I just don't really vibe well with poetry. Maybe that's not the answer that you were hoping for. <laughs> yeah, it's the I'm honest answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. And, and I think they're there because you, um, Michael, you are a fantastic designer. You oh, yeah. take great pictures. Like you see lines and color and shading that can maybe resonate more with you than it does with me. Yeah, um, sure. And that's that's not saying that one is better than the other. It's like, yeah. hey, this is you are exactly who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. And and just because, you know, a third of the Bible is poetry, which is quote unquote, like the artistic side yeah. of language, yeah, yeah. like it doesn't mean that it should be engaged with on a certain level with every person totally. that calls himself an artist. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I, but I think there there is something telling about the, the portions of scripture that you do resonate yeah. well with. Yeah. Um, and I think that is something that we can all learn and engage with yeah. is that you're, you're not supposed to feel a certain way when you read the Bible, you feel how you feel. And I think mm-hmm. the, the point is, it, you know, to recognize some things, like if you're feeling bored reading the Bible, try another book of the Bible, yeah. try a totally. different, yeah. try a different, um, translation yeah. of the Bible, yeah. try listening to it instead. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, don't let boredom get in the way. Mm-hmm. Boredom. Yeah. Uh, I have older kids. Uh, well, not older, but seven and eleven. And if something is boring, it's equated to like the worst thing ever. And it's like we've, uh, yeah. and and that's something that we're actively working on in our own family. But it's like mm-hmm. boredom is like the the blank page of creativity. Like get ready for. Mm-hmm creative imagination to fill in the gap when you're bored. Like you need to let Mm -hmm. your mind settle a little bit. Um, You know, all that to say there is value in reading scripture. If you're new to it, just read, just read something. You, you mentioned the reading John, one of you mentioned reading John, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, get started. You you have to start somewhere and start small and start slow Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. If you're having trouble, like literally stop and ask God for help. Like, God, I'm, I'm struggling yeah. with your word right now. Yeah. Help yeah. it come alive. Like, yeah. that's good. Um, and, and, and one, one thing that I did want to mention is when you were talking, uh, Faith, about you and your husband and, and, and remembering the love that you have for each other. Um, it reminded me of the movie, um, Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need help with the character names if you guys I've know. I've never that. watched yeah. it. 
So I can't. It's help been a you. it's been a long time, okay. but we'll we'll just call him the dad. That's the only part I know. I don't know if I've ever seen well, it. Well, anyways, it's which is we a shame, all know the context. Yeah. It's you know it's a traditional uh, Jewish family <laughs> that um, the parents have I think three daughters, and then each daughter gets married or gets engaged in an unorthodox way, and they have to wrestle with this. Um, and his, I believe it happens after his first daughter is married because the first daughter married someone that she wasn't, that wasn't like chosen for her. It was someone that she wanted and loved. Yeah. And it was interesting to see the parents struggle with this because it's like, oh, this, this is not how we do things. You can't just marry for love. Um, but then afterwards they, they kind of like go through it and like, okay, fine. Like yeah. you guys, we bless this and they get married. Um, but then afterwards it did something to the parents where they're, it's this cute scene where the, the older couple is like sitting on the bed together and the husband looks over at his wife and is like, do you love me? And she's yeah. like, I cook for you. I do laundry for you. I do all this stuff. We've been married for all this time. Like, why would you even ask? And like, he's like, but do you, do you think that we love each, we, yeah. we love each other? Like we got to, we just got to see our kids engage mm -hmm. with this, but do we, and I just love that, mm. that picture of if you don't have it mm. and you see someone else that has it, you want mm, it. go good. near that person. Yeah. yeah. You know, like if, if you see someone really loving scripture and you want to love scripture more, just hang out with them Yeah. yeah. and, and it's That's going good. to rub off on you because when you see something that you want, go near it, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. in closing, I'm just thinking about, um, garden church and house churches and so many different resources that we have to help people plug into something that's deeper. Michael, could you just give uh, some more information about people that might be new to Garden Church that are not yet plugged into house churches as one of the primal ways that we can engage with our Christian walk and yeah. community? Yeah. So if you're not in a house church, I would love to get you plugged into one. Please email me at michael at garden.church. House churches are midweek groups that meet all throughout Orange County, Los Angeles, and Long Beach. And we would and we meet together for family gatherings where we are engaging the scriptures. We are praying for one another. We are sharing resources. We are being family together and taking communion together. But also there's this like part of house church that uh, means that you get to be the church in the neighborhood you're you're in. And so there's like a missional piece where you're bringing Jesus to others and bringing others to Jesus. And so Jesus is the center, and we would love for you to be there because you're not meant to do discipleship alone. Reading your Bible is amazing, and there are there are times and place where you get to be on your own reading the scriptures. But it's also the Bible was made to be read in community mm -hmm. and actually made to be listened to in community. And so if you're having, honestly, if you're having trouble reading the Bible, get in community and read with others because there's also so much more beauty when other people share what they're getting from it or you're tackling something together. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to be a part of House Church, email me. There is a, a short process to get into one, but if you can find one in in your neighborhood, mm. we would love for you to to be a part of it. Or if you don't see a house church that you can be a part of, you can lead one. We need people to get together to pursue Jesus together on discipleship, on mission. And so that is uh, something that I would highly encourage. And even our house churches now have a handbook of how to engage the scriptures. It is a handbook that helps give content of how to read it, like kind of homework, but also group practices to engage the scriptures together, but also personal homework that you can incorporate into your everyday discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so I would highly recommend being part of a house church if you're not in one, but also um, this is going to be the place where you really get to live out your discipleship in community. And so love for you to sign up, let me know, and I'll get you plugged in. Amazing. And Michael is our house church pastor, yeah. if that's a yeah. term, yeah. right? So all uh, of our house churches are led by leaders, and I am the house church pastor that oversees all of our house churches. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, that was Michael at garden.church. Michael. We would love... M-I-C-H-A-E-L, not E-A-L. 
M-I-C-H-A-E-L at garden. It will go nowhere go. if you spell it. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love that our encouragement is that everyone who calls garden home yeah. uh, has a community around them to read the scriptures together, to pray yeah. together, to break bread together and to just do life together because that's, mm-hmm. um, that's a better picture of the kingdom mm-hmm. than trying to do it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in closing, Faith, I would just love to have you pray over us in our community, um, just with the the what you carry and the and the love that you have for the scriptures yeah. of just letting that wash over us. Uh, for those of us that are listening to this, that we want to have a love for the scriptures. So, yeah. would you pray for us? I will. I'm actually going to read something and then I'll pray. One second. Yeah. I have it marked. Oh yes, I do. Here we go. All scripture, this is 2 Timothy um, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Um, so Jesus, I pray that you would, um, for each one of us, take us on a journey through your word um, that this would be a place to encounter you, your love, your heart, your character, that we would encounter you in new ways in this season as we search your word and read your scripture, um, as we train in righteousness. That is That language has stuck with me. Um, reading the scriptures is so much more than duty, and it's so much more than just a box to check off. You are a living breathing, active God, and this is your word. Um, And so I just pray for each person on their journey, everyone in this community, every son and daughter of yours, um, that you would bring a spirit of wisdom and revelation as we search your word, um, that you would bring insights, that you would even allow us to be bored knowing that you are nourishing our soul beyond what we can understand in that one finite moment. Um, and I pray for moments of, yeah, just joy and revelation. I pray for moments of delight, giddy delight as we read these chunks of scripture that are stories, um, that tell of your mighty saving power and Jesus, um, God, the father, Holy spirit. I just pray that you would come alive in a new way. Mm. Um, and ultimately that through knowing your word, we'd know you better, fall more in love with you and that we'd be like a city on a hill and we'd be a light to the world. They'd say there's something different about our lives. And so Jesus, we just love you so much. Um, I just pray for your spirit to move in the season through the scriptures. And I pray that you would give us the tenacity to keep going um, when we don't understand and for the resources to understand new insights um, because we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us, guys. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening. For more information about Garden Church, you can visit us online at garden.church. Have a wonderful day.